0: hello everyone welcome back to one blonde takes on the world with me your host Meredith Bentley so great to be back with you thank you so much for coming back for my second episode second of many babes you are the reason I do this so let's do this "'How have you all been since the last time we hung out? "'I hope you've been well, however you are spending your days. "'Now, you all know about my recent heartbreak and pain "'with the deep betrayal of the two people who are... "'who were the closest to me. "'My damp, dirty, limp, trodden-on and tossed-aside paper bag sister Becky "'and the expired single-use plastic tube of fungal infection cream "'that is my ex-boyfriend Colin.' Basically, they're worthless and useless and bad for the rest of the world. So they're perfect together. (laughs) Because, against all odds, they're still together. I thought one or the other, or preferably both, would have come back to me groveling and begging for forgiveness. Nevertheless, I hold my head high as I know I am in the right, and this will be proven eventually. Patience is a virtue, whatever that means. Well, my dears, you know I am in the right because you're here supporting me, which I love, which I need. I know you look to me for guidance on so many levels and in so many different areas, and it's really helping me keep my mind off of what's happening right now. (laughs) How have I been? I hear you asking. Well, I've been enjoying the Mirabeth Breakup Restorative Cure, tried and tested, true and patented. If you don't know it already, it involves regular manies and petties, chocolates, sad movies, screaming, breaking things in stores and claiming it was an accident, freaking out until they give me free stuff, online shopping, lots of takeaways, sleeping, crying, Pilates, and repeating positive statements about myself. I know you can find a bunch online, like, I am worthy, I am enough, but, as is my way, I make up my own, like, no, those shoes will make you feel better." You are hilarious, so you should totally try stand-up comedy, and you do not need to do anything. Karma will find those who have wronged you and destroy them. Not that it stops me from fantasizing, but it does stop me from acting on those revenge fantasies. Let's get vulnerable for a second. Let's be honest. Honesty is the best policy. And even though I didn't come up with that mantra, it's one of the few that I didn't come up with that I deeply, or mostly, identify with. Like the patience thing. There's an elephant in the room, and it's not a hot, flirty elephant that's been making eyes at you at the bar all night and sent you a free drink. It's it's whatever the exact opposite of that elephant would be. Uh, a bratty toddler elephant who's covered in cottage cheese who won't stop poking you when you're trying to relax. Or a disgruntled customer elephant who keeps popping up when you're trying to go home and demands customer service. Darlings, you pick your opposite to a sexy elephant. I can't do everything for you. I guess it might not even be an elephant. The point is, I had hoped to avoid mentioning this on the podcast. But more than a few of you have gotten in touch to ask me about this. And yes, I have seen that Becky and Colin are continuing the YouTube show, our YouTube show, together. Two Blondes Take on the World has become the one blonde and one brunette, our beautiful world. YouTube show, which is a ridiculous, contrived name if you ask me, and you have been. And yes, I've had so many tweets and mentions and emails about this. I have watched their video entitled, Our Truth, Heart Emoji, Man and Woman in Love Emoji, Heart Emoji, which is in response to my previous podcast episode describing that horrible, fateful night and their heartless, monstrous betrayal. If you haven't watched it yet, don't. I know you're probably desperately curious, but I trust that, out of loyalty to me, you would never go and watch it. And to encourage you to not go and watch it, to watch the two of them looking happily in love and simpering at each other, trying hard to cry to make it look like they're trying hard not to cry, and to see the nausea-inducing way they can't keep their hands off of each other, And how he brushes the hair off her cheek like he used to do for me. I've watched the video, so you don't have to. I know typically reaction videos are videos, but for the purposes of this podcast, I've done a reaction audio recording, highlights of which I have clipped in now. Okay, I'm just settling in to watch their video. It's entitled, ugh, it's entitled "Our truth Heart Emoji, Man and Woman in Love Emoji Heart Emoji. Which is just trashy, if you ask me. Okay, it's it's starting. They're uh, they're sitting on the Blue Chesterfield. I helped him pick out. Then we spent ages researching to pick the very best one. And then we went around the store and sat on about twenty different couches and we kept giggling and it feels great. Just great. And I can't believe it. That little bitch Rat. is wearing my sweater. The jade cashmere from Nordstrom. I asked her months ago if she had it, and she swore up and down that she didn't. When will this fudging treachery end? Okay, okay. Keep it together, Mirabeth. Okay, they're talking about how they fell in love. He just said that he's had feelings for her for months. that That he accidentally invited me out. When he meant to ask Becky out, but he didn't know how to tell me. Well, that just proves how spineless he's always been. And and she's saying she always felt a connection with him. How she felt hurt when he asked me out instead. And, okay, I promised, but this isn't so easy. And they're saying that they first got together. What the f- fudge a year ago when they were working on edits for an emergency YouTube video way into the night and I remember that I demanded, it but it was an emergency my hair had been accidentally bleached and I needed five hours to get everything fixed to make myself presentable and then the power went out for like eight hours and we couldn't record until 10 p.m. and we needed the video done before 9 a.m. the next day because that's what our contract with the sponsors at the time said so they were up until 4 a.m. editing the video I offered to stay up and keep them company or whatever, but they said they could handle it, so I went home. I trusted them completely. I never would have guessed. Well, I mean, they always wanted the edits to be a surprise for me. They never said they needed me. They they told me to stay away, so it could be a surprise. But I contributed in so many other ways. Like I never thought anything of it. Basically, our entire Instagram feed was me, And for our birthday, he bought her two dozen roses, just like me. But he always said he didn't want her to be left out. And that meant so much to me, because he's being, he was being so thoughtful. And she always wanted his perspective on her outfit. But she said she wanted a man's perspective. I just, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I missed out on what they're saying. I'll just, oh, they're kissing. They're kissing pretty passionately and no 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 he's dropping to one knee and he's pulled out a ring and she's nodding her head and the ring is going on and they're kissing again and <laughs> and that's what you need to know so as i said there's absolutely no need for you to watch their video. And if they post any more, just ignore them. If there's anything worth you knowing, I'll share it here. And as they're not worth knowing about, there won't be. I depend on your loyalty, babes. It's really one of the only things keeping me going right now is knowing how much you support me. So don't stop now. And reviews, Beth's babes, on to trends and reviews. This episode, I want to look at a new fashion trend, which is straw tops. They've made tops out of the same material you get those super trendy hats out of. So many of the top fashion houses have jumped on this trend, and they were all over Paris Fashion Week this year. And so obviously, I had to try one and see what all the fuss was about. I bought one, a cute little crop top number in the natural shade, I mean you can buy them in lots of colors and patterns, but why not go au naturel? I got a size smaller than I normally wear because that was a tip I saw on Insta. Keep it nice and tight and then you don't need to worry about it slipping because like I wasn't going to wear a bra with that crop top. I put it on one morning recently and styled it up nicely. I went out for brunch with my dear friend Clifton and we were out in the patio. I noticed the top was a bit tight, but no matter. I've been more uncomfortable for longer periods of time, am I right? Fashion people. And it's a little scratchy, but maybe you're supposed to wear a lining underneath it? It doesn't really move, but we do lots for fashion babes. The only problem, really, was that it was quite a gray day, and I hadn't realized the tops can't get wet. Like suede, but more problematic. Which, well, is fairly inconvenient for a top. Clifton and I were having mimosas, obviously, and enjoying the morning and some very hunky men sitting at the table next to us one of the lovely young men actually stopped by the table to chat well wouldn't you know it but we were five minutes into a lovely conversation about dubai when the heavens opened up and onto my chest and what else decided to open up but my top turns out the rain softened the fibers and my generous chest was just a little too caged in it burst loose with the vigor of a tiger let out of a cage after 16 years I hastily tried to wrap myself up in my little coat, but not before he and everyone else got quite the eyeful. He politely averted his gaze and quickly went back to his table, but not before my burning red cheeks gave him third-degree burns. I appreciate the fact that this might not entirely be the fault of the top. I maybe should have worn a larger size, and I maybe should have read the fine print about not getting the top wet, or sprayed it with something to protect it. Did they make that? With all that in mind, though, I would give it a four out of five. It's biodegradable, so better for the environment. Just throw it into the compost bin when you're done with it. Give it a try. There are straw tops, skirts, pants, dresses, no bathing suits. I can't imagine you have the greatest range of movements in a pair of straw pants, but also I haven't tried them, so I won't knock it until I've tried it. Please do let me know if you try one yourself. I'd love to see photos of you in them. I'll bet you look super fabulous. I know I don't have any sponsors for this podcast yet, but if you listened to my previous episode, you'll know I want to put in some placeholder ads so that my beautiful babes won't be surprised when I start getting sponsors. And also Empress M wants to let the people with the pounds know she's ready and willing to work with them, of course. When I think about what I want to advertise, I have to think about what fits with my lifestyle and personal brand. And so today, I'm going to do an ad for the Maldives. Now babes, I've never exactly been to the Maldives, but that's not gonna stop me. I know I would like kissing Eddie Redmayne, even though I haven't done it yet. And that's exactly the same way I feel about the Maldives. I like blue water, good food, relaxing, sunshine, and I think the island is full of that. And it's where all the big names go, and honey, I am a big name. I mean Kate Moss, Victoria and David Beckham, Kate Winslet, Tara Timpson, You'll remember, the Maldives was where Tara had that massive party, got drunk and fell off the dock and lost her bikini top but said that she gave it to a lobster because it was mesmerized by the sequins on it and she felt bad the lobster would never be in a financial position to buy one like it. Don't tell me you don't remember that moment. You do. You can also eat there. There are loads of restaurants and there are some archaeological remains, if that's your bag. But there's lots to do in the water and the water is just stunning diving is simply spectacular. Although, of course, there's that ever-present danger of something in the water actually touching you. God forbid, I would punch it and die of shock and horror, (laughs) and it would die because I punched it. So let's just say diving is great as long as nothing touches you. There's other stuff like shops and outdoor activities and the celebrities, lots of celebrities to spot. And because I really want this job, I've come up with a new tagline for them. That really takes a lot of work, listeners, believe me. And it is, drumroll please, dive into the mall dives. I mean, it's totally staring them in the face. I don't know why they haven't thought of that already. But sometimes it's hard to see what's right in front of you. Tara Timpson dived right on in and emerged with the spot on page four in the tabloids. Why not see what the mall dives can do for you? And hopefully we'll be seeing each other in the Maldives soon, babes. Mwah! You know what time it is. You know it's time for What Am I Wearing? I can't say it was the biggest hit with all of you last month. And yes, I know it's hard when you can't actually see me. But please, you know, give it a try. Don't knock it quite yet. For those of you wondering, and I didn't have a single correct guess, I was wearing Balmain Paris. Balmain Paris on the top and bottom. Their black tweed cropped top with embroidery and jewels and brown and gold leggings with their monogram on the bottom. On my bottom. (laughs) I was fly darlings. I'm not going to give up on this segment yet. I'm sure the person who invented sliced bread also had to battle some disbelief. Like who's going to pay 18 cents more when they can slice their own bread at home, Samantha? Well I'll tell you who i'm going to because i hate when i collapse the loaf when i'm cutting the bread with the wrong type of knife but i don't know which is the correct knife to use and maybe i don't even own one and yes i'm also paying for bread i don't have time in my busy life what with talking to all of you and being fabulous to be cooking bread all the time or is it baking whatever today on the top you would see me wearing a very nice sparkly tank top or vest if you're british it has a bit of a scaly sort of vibe, but it is completely made of fabric. No animals involved. It's got lots of lovely sequins all over it, so Tara and and lobster approved. I sparkle and flash all day and all night long, and it's only hand wash, which is how you know it's good. And on my bottom half, I have a beautiful pair of trousers in the most delicious shade of green. I would say it's like a Kelly green. They're long, skimming the ground. I won't be sitting in the dirt in these lovelies, picnics strictly on a blanket, if you know what I mean. No, actually, that might be too cryptic. They're way too expensive to do much in, so look pretty and stay stationary. Like on second thought, I might not even go on a picnic in them. But they'll look great in a very slow-moving photoshoot around a very clean city. Okay, I'll leave it there for now, babes. Do reach out if you have a guess as to what I might be wearing. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Don't let me down, lovelies. Paul Rudd. Idris Elba. Toby Stevens. Lane Burrow. Rodrigo Santoro. All universally agreed to be very hot men. You know these men. My goal with this section, Haughty of Mind and Body, is to bring to light lesser-known hot men I'm on the hunt to bring you the hunks. But that does sometimes mean that I'm uh, sometimes guessing about some information. Risk and reward, babes. Risk and reward. This episode of Hottie of Mind and Body is a bit of a dark horse because there's only so much Swedish I can understand, and that is zero. And also, politicians can be dicey. I know, I know. But this guy is a fox. His name is Philip Sandberg and he's been mayor in Lund, sweden since 2018 his previous career seems to have been according to his website but which i have been unable to verify independently working with children and young people and working on labor markets and project development with the eu Now, these are all words I know, but I do not necessarily know what they mean together. Regardless, I think now he really focuses a lot on Lund, which makes sense, Uh, focusing on tourism, the economy and education. I've looked at Lund and it looks lovely. Again, you know how I feel about history, a bit hit or missy sometimes, but beautiful Instagrammable buildings, good food, plenty of hot Nordic people, yes, 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 please. And they have these stunning botanical gardens. Kid them up, Philip. When I get to Lund, I'm going straight there for good content for my socials. Anyway, he's married with children, but we can all look, I think, and get in touch with your suggestions, please. You know what that music means, my dear listeners. We are heading back to Leicester, and it is time for lesser love. I had such a warm response to my last feature, which just proves I was correct all along, Becky. So I've been spending a lot of time thinking about what I want to talk about on this episode, and I think I'll talk about St. Martin's Square. It's a lovely little well, square. <laughs> and it's got the most sweet little independent shops. I can't say I've been in all of the shops, but I've been to a few and you can get the general vibe of a place. First of all, there's a truly wonderful little cafe there and I have so many good memories of visiting. St. Martin's coffee shop and kitchen. Often I would go with my uni friends and have a lovely drink and cake and we'd work on our homework. Very cute staff, So that always adds to my estimation of a place. Cake cake and eye cake? Yes please. Check and check. And if I'm honest, it was a great place to see and be seen. Like, no one needs to know what I'm doing on my computer screen. If I'm watching trashy reality TV with my headphones and live tweeting it instead of writing about Proust, that's my business. If I'm paying for my food and my drink, who cares if I'm taking up a table? There are hot Italian football, oh, sorry, soccer players sitting next to me. And for the last four hours, I've been making eyes at three of them. So yes, I'm going to stay here a little while longer. Thank you so very much. I did fine in university, but going to Leicester, sounds Becky, was all about finding myself. I may have found myself in a lot of men. Let's take a quick look at their website for a refresher. There are so many cute shops. What else is there? Oh, the name Giggling Squid is just the cutest. Oh, and their Thai food looks like it's to die for. And the bottle garden looks so sweet. A cocktail bar, though it opened up after I left. Oh, in a bookstore? Fox Bookses. Oh, that is so cute. The Leicester football team is the Foxes. Anyway, if you're in Leicester, please send me some photos. And if you're not, why aren't you? Go and take some photos for me. Tag me on Twitter or email them to me at obtotw on either Twitter or Gmail, please. I can't wait to get back and soak up the atmosphere. Oh, yes, another lovely business I've enjoyed is Gelato Village Gelateria. I love, love, love gelato. And actually, this is reminding me of one of the worst double dates I've ever been on. Now, I have, I have to be very clear. This has nothing to do with gelato village gelateria. But, uh, well, I'll just tell you the story. So when I was in Leicester, I lived with this girl named Corrine in the dorms. She was from Cork, Ireland. A Lovely girl. We'd met these nice guys at a mixer the week before, and they were friends too. So, double date. Perfect. Things are going okay. We started at Mama delicious Asian food, and I had splashed the very delicious sauce all over my white top. So a little annoying, all things considered. Anyway, I clean up as best as I can in the loose, and when I get back, Karine and my date look a little friendly, and her date looks a little miffed, but I decide to ignore this because that's probably me overreacting, reading into things that aren't actually there, and we head to Gelato Village Gelateria. We get our delicious gelato and because it's a beautiful night, we stand outside in the quaint little square. And then the date collapses. This group of students from a University of Leicester amdram group, or that's amateur dramatics, was just beginning an interactive, traveling performance of Shakespeare's Richard III. Oh, I just realized some of you might not get the significance of Richard III and Lester. If you don't know why they'd be doing an interactive traveling version of Richard III and Lester, I'll tell you on the next potty. Don't look it up, babes. Let it be a surprise. Anyway, while they were enthusiastic, they weren't great. So imagine, now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by the son of York and all the clouds that lord upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. But performed as now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this, the sun of Yuk, and all the clouds lord upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. I don't know where that performer was from, but it was interesting. I would have watched an act or a scene or a half-scene, applauded and let the evening continue sans us, but Corrine was enthralled and wanted to stay and watch all of it. My date happily agreed, too quickly for my taste, and then her date said absolutely a little too late, and then I had no choice but to say, yay, why not just what I was thinking? So Corrine, myself, and our two gentlemen callers are stood watching and following these actors through the winding streets of old Leicester along with a handful of others mostly the actors' friends, I think, because occasionally they'd shout things like, you tell him, Luke! I mean Richard! King! Richie! Adding and losing members of the crowd, as you do. Anyway, we wander through the streets of Leicester until we get back to St. Martin's Square for the famous battle scene. And by the time we end up back in the square, among the various watchers, we'd picked up a fairly rowdy Hindu stay stiget party. And anyway, one of the members of the Bride Squad had unfortunately gone to drama school and appeared to have performed in Richard III and kept trying to chime in. So now imagine a clunky performance of a Shakespeare play that is moving with some incredibly drunk audience members, one of whom wants to say half the lines usually wrong and become a part of the performance. I've been bored out of my skull for most of the night. The gelato is long gone. My white shirt is still dirty and my feet freaking hurt on my cute McQueen heels that are meant for looking great, but not a begrudging three-hour hike over cobblestones. Crean is still somehow massively into it, irritatingly. My date is also fully on board, and her date has been checking his phone since the second act. Finally, finally, we're getting close to the end of the performance. Luke, otherwise known as Richard III, yells out, A horse! A horse, my kingdom, for a horse! I mean, we all know this line. He's about to die! Yay! And that stupid bridesmaid yells out, I'll be your horse, babes! And she freaking gets in front of the actor portraying Richard, gets on her hands and knees, and tries, mostly unsuccessfully, to get him to climb on her back. The jostling, as the other actors try to get her up on her feet and out of the way, is too much for the young lass alas, and she vomits copiously over everything and everyone. The rest of the hen do, outraged that they see, in their opinion, their friend getting manhandled, jumps into the fray to defend their friend and also gets sick on them. King Richard and the other one bravely deliver the rest of their lines and then leave, disgusted. Richmond and Darby, perhaps buoyed by the spirit of the dead king, try as best they can to deliver the final scene amongst the fray around them, the highlight of which was the drunk bridesmaid crying in her own sick. Finn. Or so I thought, because then Corrine asks if anyone wants to grab a drink to round off the night. I would have rather jumped off the roof of St. Martin's clock tower, than continue the night, my feet are killing me, my white tops ruined, my date is salivating looking at Corrine, whereas her date had mentally checked out ages ago. But her date says... Sure, let's go. And mine is nodding like an obedient dog. And being an adult, I chose, instead of jumping, to follow them to a nearby pub. Corrine and her date and my date and me. And I try to make the most of it at the table. So as Corrine and my date discuss the ins and outs of the spectacle we'd just seen, I tried to chat with her date. And he completely ignores me. Eyes glued to the phone and not 20 minutes later, a beautiful woman shows up says hi to everyone, sidles up to him, and they proceed to chat for the rest of the night and leave together. Not my most successful dating experience, if I'm honest, though not my worst. Not that it's the square's fault. I mean, totally go, check it out. And if there's another mobile Richard III going through St. Martin's Square, I would encourage you to take part, because you never know. Oh, and Corinne and my date from that night, they're married now with three kids. So match make her, am I right? I guess he had a, a corker of a night. I love myself. All right my darlings getting closer to the end i'm just gonna look into the mailbox and see what we've got this month still not too 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 much so please don't be shy i don't have to share your name you can be anonymous thank you baylor and everyone else who's emailed in great to have some fan mail and support i will though read one email and it is from jeffrey jeffrey writes dear mirabeth I ignored your advice about the candles because I thought you were afraid the candles would give your shrine more power, and then I wanted the shrine to have more power, so I added more candles. But I'm afraid one of the pictures of you did light on fire and set fire to everything. The house is fine, but the shrine has been destroyed. I received burns to 40% of my body because I was deep in one of my Mirabeth meditations where I focused on visualizing your face and counting all the lines. I want to be able to do this without looking at your photo, so I keep working on it. Which, this is me, Mirabeth speaking right now, is absolutely false. There are no lines. Jeffrey is completely wrong, and this is deeply offensive. Mirabeth, I'm in the hospital now. Will you please come and visit? I cry every night for you. Barkerville only has a giant pillow I made of you and I together to cuddle with. He's all alone. The nurses keep trying to throw out the makeshift shrine I've set up beside my bed. They have absolutely forbidden me using real candles, as it is an oxygen-rich environment, so I finally got some rechargeable batteries. My roommates also hate the shrine and keep narking on me to the nurses when I set it up again, while well, they ring the bell and say it's just because they want some water, but they always, always tell on me. If you won't visit me, would you please write to me? Please lick the envelope, and I will kiss it a thousand times and a thousand times more. Here's the address to write to. I won't read it out loud, but it's a hospital I checked. Eternal and burning love, with or without candles, your Jeffrey. Okay, thanks, Jeffrey. Get better soon. Just know that, no, I will not be sending you a letter or a get well card or a used tissue or anything. Just realize we're better off apart, okay? And if you aren't obsessed with me, please get in touch. O-B-T-O-T-W at either Twitter or Gmail.com. We finally come to the inspirational quote dear listeners it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster and since my last inspirational quote really resonated with all of you i think i will continue to write my own quotes i'm creating the quotes that we should have that we deserve to have i think it's mirabeth's quote of the month now trust me when i say i put so much effort into these i want to be a pillar of support for you like you are for me Here we go. Even a diamond dropped in mud and ignored, rejected, nay, mocked and trod on by everyone who should appreciate and treasure it. A diamond is still a diamond. You are all diamonds. Shine even if no one can see it. Because when they finally recognize your worth, the radiance you create will nearly blind them. And then won't they be sorry? All right, Beth's babes that's all for this episode. Please like, review, subscribe if you like this. And you know what I say? If you didn't like it, don't tell me because I don't need to know. Please reach out with your thoughts and feelings. I'm easily accessible on Twitter or email. I've been Mirabeth Bentley, one blonde taking on the world. Love you all. Bye bye.